Heyo. What's up? So I pulled out Angel Oracle card. Okay. I'm going to read it. It's a C. So it says, the power of spirit exists in all things. Everything is made of energy, and every single thing in your physical world contains a fragment of spirit, including you. We are all one with a spirit and always will be connected to one another. I love that. I feel like with the twin flame journey, a lot of us, we seek ways that we are not connected. And so we fall into that trap of separation consciousness, which is so involved with the ego. And spirit right now is reminding all of us in the divine feminine collective to seek ways of connection. I know that we've been both feeling this heavy energy of like escapism and just wanting to ditch everything, right? Like we had a conversation, what was it? Like two, three days ago where it's like, yo, screw everything. Like I just want to ditch everything and leave. Yeah, I was going to just leave everything at my house, get in my car and beat the road. What You said it so beautifully. You're just like, it's almost as if like, I wanted to like destroy this character of Diana and just completely yeah. start, start over. Just scrap it. I'm like, I just want to scrap this avatar and just... Just choose a new one. What do you think that comes yeah. from? That's... Honestly, I think that's the purest form of my soul that I've seen in a long time. Wow. Because yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, I've, I've felt this as a child where I would wake up in the morning and look around me and be like, what the fuck is this? You know? Like, excuse my language, but... I was just, I couldn't understand how we had this earth and like the sun out and the grass outside. And we were wrapped up in this routine of, oh, instead of like looking at everything, we're taking you to school and we're all going to work and we're going to just pretend that we're not on earth. Like, what? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't understand. Like I would, like, I, I had such a beautiful view too. Like, um, if you go out into the street you can see like the mountains in the background and like the sunrise is gorgeous and I saw it one day and I was like wow that's beautiful and then I was just being rushed to get ready to go to school I was like wait what but yeah, like and it's there's, so there's open meadows out there what do you mean go like I'm never gonna explore that it just made no sense and like I was angry I was like adamantly rejecting everything even though I was you know, a child, you're really forced into it. And I'm just, I was just dreaming about those meadows. What do you think drives us further into the avatar that we create? Like <sighs> what activates that ego mind of, I need to control, I need to build, I need a bigger bank account than you. Like, like you know, I'm really into <laughs> crypto. I'm really I, into yeah. investing. I put all my money there. But at that same time, I'm like, none of this shit matters. Right. You know, like so, if I have yeah. 50,000, 500,000 or 5 million when I'm 50 years old, it will still feel the same to me. Yeah. Like none of it will really matter. Like what's the point of all this? And why do we spend so much time just screwing around with the physical world when we could just be experiencing it? Like what makes us so caught up in the avatar? In, in the ego? So, um, your ego develops in your childhood, all right? Um, and a lot of us, especially like really strong psychics or empaths, like if they look back into their childhood, like they'll understand that, oh, I used to see things or talk to people or see auras, you know, or hear angels or whatever it may be. Like they were so much more in tune as children, 
okay? And that's because that's when we are closest to our, like most closest to our authentic self. But because you are a child, you are also very vulnerable and you rely on, like this is where your root chakra develops, um, where safety becomes a a very important thing. So your basic needs take priority. And your soul's like, oh, okay, this is very new. This is the new world. This is the new life. These are the tools I have. I have this body and I have this brain. And I got, you know, the people around me. And so we imprint on everybody around us, like what they teach us, these cultural norms or these habits, like you just, you really just swallow that up. And so this is a lot of times what we call the false truths is what you're being taught to prioritize. Because some people are taught, taught to prioritize family needs and community needs over your own some people are taught finances is more most important so you need to work 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 can't take a break um other people are you know taught like masculinity is important men come first men come before women their needs are more important or adult needs are more important than child's needs you know convenience is more important than freedom and but these are all social constructs based are. off of what is socially accredited and praised during the time. And it's interesting because my mom always said, you know, all you millennials, all you talk about is anxiety and depression. You know, and she's like, I didn't have that word back then. Well, I'm like, well, back then it was all about just like getting your physical needs met. Right. It was all just about it wasn't about being the best. It was just about putting food on the table. My mom grew up in a really crappy part of the Philippines and the slums. So at that point, it wasn't about social validation. It wasn't about climbing the corporate ladder, right? The more advanced you get, the more advanced your needs get too, where she was just trying to put food on the table. Whereas we, I had food on the table and everyone listening to this with Wi-Fi right now had a very luxurious upbringing relatively. Uh, and so our needs became more social than physical. So our needs are more oriented towards social validation, right? Social attention, social approval. Uh, And so because of that, you know, we want to do things that gain social attention, validation and approval. Things like making a lot of money because growing up, if you had money, you know, people clapped and praised and applauded you. But that's not really a truth. That's just what was socially praised at the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for like, for my end, like money wasn't even like that. I think that was a big thing for you. For me, money was like, this is what we need for safety. This is what we need in case of an emergency. Like for my family, we had just our entire foundation fall beneath, like from beneath us. Like my dad had gotten into an accident and we were kind of, my mother was really left stranded and we just didn't know what to do or where to go with our lives. So money was our like security and so that became very important for me safety was a huge huge issue and I just constantly felt unsafe I constantly felt like I could lose anything everything in a second um and that's just what like my life circumstances were and that's how I developed um mentally so you're like yeah like you're saying like your ego begins to develop this personality so initially you have this like trio work in your mind your body and your soul and in a healthy family i i want to say in a family where the parents have done the work and are are 
emotionally and spiritually in tune and have a good relationship with their mind, body, and soul, they can, they can teach their child to do that too. You know, um, to, to keep their soul as best intact as they can. The problem is entering the school system, you lose that. We're like, think of how many hours of the day we spend at school. And if the school is focused on, we need you to listen and be obedient, your soul's not going to really fall in the line with that. You know, right. um, and we then have over a lot time, of very spiritual gets... people have so much trouble or be like rejected by society because they can't fit that mold. Yeah. And, so and then having all that silencing and none of that soul creativity expressed, you know, our favorite TED talk, the one by Sir Ken Robinson about how schools literally educate creativity out of you because school systems were derived from the uh, industrial age to just simply to make workers where rather than express and activate the divinity within you, it's, it was more meant to confine you to be a cog in the system. And of mm-hmm. course the soul is going to reject that because the soul is infinite. And his soul is already encoded with its own purpose and plan. And so it's trying to fit into this body that is also being programmed by the world. But, you know, over yeah. time, we don't give space for our soul. And, and what's gonna, sad, and, yeah, but what's sad babe, is that, that like, but what's sad, of course you feel it. But then over time, you become numb to it. So you don't feel anything towards it. But uh, what's sad is the place for the soul to express itself is getting even more programming from society. Mm. you know like places like the church where there's no meditation where there's no spiritual awareness where there's no spiritual connection between you and source everything is a channel everything is oh yeah you have to go through here oh you have to confess your sins oh you're incomplete oh you're going to hell it's like all this fear and guilt weighing you down there's no soul just being expressed and living and then you start feeling very far gone um it's yeah you're really forced to conform and i think twin flames in particular feel this and really difficult time at home and it's just like okay i'm gonna get you through this i'm gonna get get you through school we're gonna figure this out and that's when your ego kind of runs begins to run the show first it's supposed to help you learn and identify the context of social constructs and society and then you know your soul's like okay let me use this information to adapt and and you know say stay in all these limitations put on your on your soul um and so for me like i in school i was really on top of everything just like went through school with as little incidences as possible and you know I was smart and intuitive so I was able to just like navigate fairly well but when I would come home like I had done so much at school just to suppress those abilities and when I would come home and I would have to face all of that like the the hierarchy again like I just I would fight with my parents all the time I was constantly rebelling or they would say I was constantly rebelling and me, I was like, I wasn't rebelling. I was just asking questions because, you know, I thought home was the safe space for me to ask those questions or to 
allow my soul to come out and be authentic. And it turned out that that wasn't where it was allowed either. And so when you don't have a safe space for your soul to express itself, your ego just begins to take over. Cause it's just like, all right, yours, mm-hmm. you need to just kind of go to sleep because you don't have any place here. And what are the consequences? Well, this is why of, you have, what are the long-term consequences? This is why you have a lot of like teens her. being really depressed and like not knowing or feeling lost, but more than anything, this is yeah. why as soon as you get out of the house, you have this existential crisis, you know? And this is why through most of your adulthood, you're just like, why do I not feel myself? Because you are finally safe and free that your soul's like, oh, okay. Like we can unlock the gates. Like I can come out now because I can create my own safe space to finally be my authentic self. But your ego has been running the show for years. So it's just like, the hell are you talking about? We didn't agree to this change. Like, yes, I had agreed to this change in power when it was safe for you to come out. But now like your ego develops a personality and it thinks it's you. It genuinely thinks that it's alive. Besides that, and for Twin Flames, and for Twin Flames, you run this course this mental programming of since there's nothing within me because again you're not in contact with your soul you're looking for completion outside of yourself and i think you don't realize that you are complete because you're not in touch with the infinite depths of who you are and who you are is a boundless infinite creative beautiful being but you're not in touch with that so you try to find completion in someone else meanwhile they can only reflect to you what you are projecting onto the world so if you're projecting emptiness and separation Good luck trying to manifest a twin flame union from a place of brokenness and separation consciousness. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, And you have to like, remember like your soul. If you really look at your past and look at your spiritual journey, but prior to meeting your twin, You'll see how many times, like, if you've spiraled into a depression, into an existential crisis, if you had just this um, sudden spiritual awakening, you'll notice a lot of things happened for you to get on this path of alignment towards your higher self, and you didn't take any of those steps. And so your soul's last option was to call in your twin. And it has a lot of power to do that, to set up those synchronicities for you guys to meet. And when that happens, it just kickstarts that awakening process for you um but what's twisted is that we our egos take over and we materialize something completely spiritual where the twin flame relationship is not a physical union as much it is a spiritual union or reunion with yourself and see the Every time you're trying to get in contact with the soul, everything that life or God, the universe or your highest self throws at you for you to get in contact with who you really are, the ego materializes it and just uses it for satisfaction, just uses it for social validation, just uses it for approval, just uses it for affection and assurance and attention because it's lacking on the inside. But that's the point to show you that you're lacking on the inside. It's just the mirror. Yeah. And I think you bringing up the ego in that sense is a good point. Um, It's not like, remember, this isn't your enemy. It's a huge challenge. This is somebody that uh, your soul's like in this power struggle with, but it's a part of you that, again, it's, it's the personality your brain developed. 
because you know being so long in the driver's seat eventually it had to develop a personality it didn't intend to it didn't intend to but you know like we see this happening with robots like they exist for so long they start developing personalities as well this is just something that happens with existence um and the reason i'm bringing this up is if you want this power dynamic to change if you want to finally let your soul come into power and like and lead with your heart this is what I mean lead with your heart and um find that light within you to to take the steps that to like do things that align with your truth that align with who you really are um you are gonna have to pay attention to your ego because it it'll be a fight or it can be this like negotiation all right in some areas it might be easier for you to have your soul take the lead and that's your strength so it's like okay i can be trusted with power in this area then i'm gonna lead in this area um for me that was finances all right for dan he had a lot more trouble stepping out of the ego and finances but for me since i wasn't very attached to it in that sense um i was more attached to uh life and death like that was a huge negotiating point for me um finances was something I could do easily so I quit my job like this the moment my soul was like this doesn't align right so you know I say all the time separation is protection Mm -hmm. because when you have a love that's based on ego I want to explore this a little more what are I don't want to say pros and cons because everything is a lesson but what are the tangible differences of having a spiritual-based relationship that is anchored in spiritual growth. You know, when we negotiated our relationship contract, we decided that spiritual growth is going to be our main, uh, is going to be our centering. It, that That's our cornerstone of our relationship, spiritual growth. And so long as we, uh, if we no longer serve each other spiritually, then, you know, then it's completed. It didn't fail, it didn't end, it just simply completed, right? But what are the differences between a spiritual union, uh, one that supports spiritual growth, rather than just one that feeds the ego? One of them's going to block you from your ascension, and the other one's going to aid you in it. It's going to, like, that's my quickest answer. Yeah, but what does the relationship look like? And so just me retracing my past relationships, the one, the reason we say separation is preparation and protection is because... If And I saw this. I did this all the time with my twin flame, man. I manipulated the living crap out of her. And not in a bad way. Well, yeah, in a bad way. Because, like, there was just some things that I needed her do. I needed her to do. I thought I needed her to do in order for me to feel a certain way. And even that language is just messed up. You should never say that about a partner. If you think that someone needs to do something for you to feel good... They are reflecting that you do not feel good within yourself yeah. and that's the work, not them. And instead I told her, cause I, I told her like, Hey, like I prefer you not to put your hair up. You look better with your hair down. Every time she put her hair up, I was like, babe, put, put your hair down, put your hair down. I would, and I would physically move it, like remove her hair tie and be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this. Right. And like, it's sick, it's twisted, but there's a lot of manipulation. Why? Because the relationship wasn't based on me supporting her spiritually. It was based on me feeding my own ego saying, oh yeah, you look more beautiful this way. So yeah, I'm going to, 
I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that you look beautiful next to me. It's twisted. And sending the, the message of my love is conditional, my affection is conditional, and I don't truly love you. But you don't get out of that if you're still in your ego and you're still operating under uh, just wanting attention, affection, assurance. Obviously, I wasn't full, and so that's why it manifested that way. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, such a good way to put it. It's protection. And for some people, it might be hard to see that. Others have that experience. Like, okay, yeah, we do a lot more harm when we're together than when we're apart. Um, and it's just because you, you still have some developing to do. You know, you still need to develop skill sets and you need to develop this unconditional love for yourself because, you know, like we, we, we say a lot, this is, this person's such your mirror. They're such a deep reflection of you, but more importantly, they bring up your shadow parts. Now, when they bring up your shadow parts, if you're in a good place, you can deal with them. You can say, okay, like this is an area that's hurt. This is how I can work through it right um but if you're unable to do that if this connection just has too much power over you if you like if you are really um, separated from yourself from your authentic truth and from your highest self this is where you have this separation because there's no way that in this connection you would even deal with your shadow self in a healthy way yeah, you would just project it. And trust me, I've been there. And this is I when I say separation is protection. I really mean that like I physically and verbally probably damaged my twin flame with 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 the actions that I did. And it was because like, I needed to pull back if that separation didn't happen. Then, you know, that physical union would have been permanently scarred. Um, I do want to go into this real quick because I do have to wrap this up in the next five minutes. Um, The twin flame could be the two, which leads to the one, meaning the lessons you learn from the twin flame could be fundamental and essential for what you learn in your next relationship, which assumes, by the way, that number one, your twin flame is the one you end up with for a lot of people. And number two, that love is still destined for you even if it's not for the twin flame, like the twin flame does set you up beautifully for operating in a healthy, functional, spiritual relationship. Yeah, it really does. And if that's what you learn, trust me, it's beautiful because that's what Diane and I have. And it's not easy, but it's hella rewarding. <laughs> and fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. Full on agree with that. Um. <sighs> You just gratitudes help. I say do your gratitudes because they help you look at things, you know, as a glass half full. And this isn't like you having to attribute a meaning to every little thing in your life, but you're going to see the challenges for what they are is simply challenges. All right. You're not going to be hating on your twin for their silence or for making remarks. If you do gratitudes in the morning, like you really set yourself up to see oh, like, how is, how can this be benefiting in me in a way that I don't normally, didn't normally see it? Yeah. And even as you said that, I felt resistance and divine feminine collective, like really gratitudes. Yeah. Really you meditation. think you know it all. No. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you now you don't. Like, <laughs> it's no, seriously, things. like, 
here's what people need to listen to. Okay, so the lover's card in the tarot is, is number six. The hierophant is number five. Number five is all about spiritual discipline. The hierophant, the high priest, very orderly, very ritualistic. He adheres to certain traditions and he sticks by them and he abides by them with there's religiously like no pun intended. He's very strict about it and he's very faithful to his practices. And this all stems from, okay, to get to the six, you have to go through the five, meaning there are certain spiritual practices that you cannot ignore. Things like meditation, things like gratitude. You do not know a spiritual person who does not meditate. Why? Because it's only in quieting your mind do you release the ego and you ascend and you open up your third eye. Yep. Yep, yep. Like I said before, so to get to the six, go through the five. Yeah. Yeah. Go through the five. It's true. We want to skip steps because we're just, again, we're looking at that, what we see is that finish line. And I mean, the sad part with that too is, you know, you miss the beauty and all of it. I promise you, like when you do your gratitudes, you're going to enjoy the journey more than you're going to enjoy like looking at that outcome. And oh, when yeah. you do that, you're going to be present. Like that's the purpose of gratitude is to change your perspective. So you stop like trying to avoid the shadow and avoid your challenges because you're going to be like, oh, wait, this is good for me. Oh, wait, now I can make this fun. I can enjoy this. And then all of a sudden you're present and your soul and can way, only exist in presence. To this and still resisting gratitudes. <laughs> the point of the twin flame journey is to make you present. Yep. That's it. That's the point of spirituality. Yeah. To you to get out of your head and into the present moment where everything exists, where everything is love, where everything is abundant, where everything is rich, where everything is meaningful and everything is already complete. Yeah. The reason you think things are lacking is because you live in the mind and the mind only has expectations, fears, doubts and insecurity and scarcity. Yeah. The twin flame is just mirroring you, mirroring onto you the fact that you have these beliefs. But if you can get grad, if you can do your gratitudes, (laughs) what are you grateful for today, babe? Oh, today. Before we wrap this up, because I really need to go. I'm about like I got some sunshine. So my sk- I wore shorts today, too, to get some sun. That felt good. Amazing. <laughs> I'm grateful for Sicilian-style pizza. By far, my favorite type of pizza, Sicilian-style. If you've never had it, get it. Okay. Um, uh, thank you all for listening. Diane and I did try making a YouTube video. However, it didn't work. Uh, but we'll be doing that anyway. Uh we're going to be rearranging our services. Uh, you're going to see some new services up in the next coming week. So uh, pay attention to that. Also, uh, the Facebook community is the best way to get in contact with us and to get weekly readings. So check it out. All things twin flames dot love dot love because it's all about love. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week or probably sooner than that. Who knows? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Bye. Bye.